The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Today, I have a wonderful guest with us, and his name is Mark Fulton, MD. Mark, welcome to the show. I know you have so much to say. Um, so glad to be on, Cindy. Thank you. Really, um, looking was looking forward to this for quite some time. You're the author of a book called Just Listen, Discover the Secret to Getting Through to Absolutely Anyone. What made you write that book, Mark? Well, you know, uh, as I looked out at the world, what I see is I see people uh, not connecting with each other. I see people talking but not listening. And what I've also discovered as someone who was trained as a clinical psychiatrist, someone who's trained hostage negotiators, someone who is intervened in life and death situations that you know what can often turn the trick between life and death and actually success and failure is how well you listen it's less important what you tell other people but what you enable them to tell you that's really important to them and when you can do that it's amazing how people feel grateful to you and sometimes grateful enough to turn over a gun and right, and you really felt that it was the listening that really was key in the hostage negotiations that you were involved with, rather than just talking at them. Right. In fact, one of the things that I talk about, I actually opened the book Just Listen with an anecdote about a hostage negotiation session and intervention. And I think one of the keys to listening is if you can put yourself in the other person's shoes and you might say, well, how can I put myself in the shoes of someone who's holding a gun? Well, if you can think to yourself, well, they're probably feeling desperate. They're feeling cornered. They probably feel like nobody understands them. Uh, and they're agitated about that. So, and actually in that opening anecdote, I use one of the techniques that I talk about in the book called the magic paradox. And uh, in this particular hostage negotiation uh, incident, uh, the... Uh, the lead negotiator used a, a tip that he picked up at one of my trainings in which he said to the person holding a gun to his throat in a big parking lot, uh, I'll bet you feel that nobody knows what it's like uh, to feel uh, that everything uh, has gone wrong and this is your only choice. Isn't that true? And, that's, uh, and given the intel that we had on the guy, uh, that was true, and so the guy responded, yeah, you're right. Nobody understands uh, what it's like for me, and nobody gives a fill-in-the-blank. But you can tell that as you hear him expressing that, he's getting it off his chest. And the follow-up question is, I'll bet you feel that nobody understands what it's like to start every day and think that stuff is going to go wrong as opposed to right. And then the fellow said, yes, again, yes, you're right. Nobody understands what it's like to feel that you're going to mess up every day. 
But as I'm talking that out to you, Cindy, can you see that as that person is saying, yes, nobody understands, what they're really saying is you understand, and they're leaning towards you, towards cooperating. Right, right. Now you definitely, you built a bridge and a necessary bridge. And may I say that if you could get a person that is that, is that distressed, to hand over a gun or put the gun down. Imagine what you can accomplish when you don't have those kinds of dangerous circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I'm actually going to give two talks today after after our interview, and and one of the focuses I'm going to have, and 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 I've learned this recently, is for years I thought that the best way to give a talk is to wow people and have people think you're great. But what I've learn recently is if you wow people with with stuff that's brilliant but only a psychiatrist can do they'll be entertained and wowed and then uh, as soon as they leave it'll go away so instead my focus is uh, how can people feel grateful to me and what I realize is uh, they'll feel more grateful to me not for my insight but if I can tune into what's really on their mind or get them to tell me what's really on their mind and then elicit answers and tips that they never would have thought of that they can use immediately. Right. And they're all walking away feeling that, you know, you've given them special focus and had a special bridge with them. And then, of course, there'll be the demand to want to see you again. Absolutely. There's actually something that does relate to PR. I'm working with a partner, uh, and we're developing some material, uh, and and it's under the umbrella of how do you how do you create in your market? Gotta buy it. Gotta have it. Gotta see it. And uh, uh, and part of uh, another way of saying that is what is the least that you can say or show in your sales, or marketing materials, or how you sell that would immediately trigger the other person saying, what? Hey, tell me more about that. How do you do that? Uh, when can you start? Who do I write the checkout to? So there's a, different, there's a different formula for everybody, I would imagine. Well, there is, but I think if you put yourself in the other person's uh, point of view, and you figure out what that is. It was interesting. There, if people go to my site, markgolston.com, and click on free resources, there's some exclusive res- uh, resources there, and there's a video uh, that I, I was uh, authorized by a company called Skillsoft that does training tapes. They said I could use this on my website, uh, otherwise you'd have to pay for it. Uh, but it was an incident in which I was meeting with a, a COO of a company who really wanted to hire me to help him and his management team. And it was fascinating. And he sort of knew what he wanted. I mean, I asked him, why are we meeting? Why are we meeting now? Why are you meeting with me? And et cetera, et cetera. And then he started to talk. And what was fascinating is there were, I counted them. There were ten times when I wanted to interrupt him and tell him something brilliant and insightful but irrelevant. And I had to bite my tongue because there's a certain you know, insecurity I have where I do feel like I need to impress people. And what was fascinating is each time uh, I had this brilliant thing to say to him, I got into this internal conflict because I thought, 
gee, I don't want to write it down because that's distracting, but this is so brilliant. If I don't tell him it, it's going to be lost into the universe forever. And so I had the choice, let go of this piece of brilliance and listen to him and stay on track or mention the piece of brilliance and distract him. And so in these ten occasions, literally, I bit my lip. I think it was bleeding at the end of it. (laughs) And I didn't say anything. And what was fascinating... Each time that I wanted to uh, intrude with my brilliance and didn't, I went 180 degrees in the opposite direction. And what I said is, tell me more about that last thing. Or uh, if there was something that he'd said that had a certain emotional spin on it, I'd say, tell me more about that situation. And what was fascinating, Cindy, is I think unconsciously, he thought I was going to interrupt him because that's, that's what a lot of conversations are, is their debates. And each time I didn't interrupt him and said, tell me more, he went deeper. Well, that's, it's very interesting, and I guess that's probably something that's written about in your book, Just Listen, a lot, I would guess. Um, there, so many people have this primal urge to talk, and you know that you're a psychiatrist. Um, people, if they're insecure, if they're nervous, if they want to be heard, if they want to make sure they get their point across, they just feel if they get that voice out there um, verbally that, you know, my God, they're going to win. And that's not necessarily the case. It's how you listen and how you put out energy without necessarily having something come out of your mouth that really can get a person to connect with you. Am I correct? You're not only correct, but I'm going to try a little exercise here because I'm going to t- I'm going to say something that initially will turn off the listeners and turn you off, and 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 I think in a minute and a half where I could get the whole chunk out, I'm going to ask you if it was worth listening to. And there's a concept in my book, and it's called the mirror neuron receptor deficit. So that is such a long, cumbersome phrase that most people would say, "Oh, this is going to be boring. This is going to be a lecture." And so let me see if I can make it worth your attention for the next minute. In the 1980s, they discovered in uh, macaque monkeys uh, that there is an area of the brain called the mirror neuron region, and it's in the prefrontal cortex, and they discovered uh, that that got activated when they saw another monkey doing something. So they were called monkey-see, monkey-do neurons, and this is also discovered to be present in humans, So when someone else yawns and you yawn, that's your mirror neurons triggering. Also, these mirror neurons are triggered when when an athlete visualizes hitting a tennis ball or a golf ball before they hit it. This part of the brain actually believes they've done it. Uh, And finally, uh, it's thought that this part of the brain is the area where imitation learning and empathy develop. And when there are defects in this part of the brain, uh, it may be one of the sites that cause autism. Now, here's the big thing. I think all through life, we are mirroring others. You know, we're, we're listening to their needs. We're trying to conform to what they want from us. That We're often trying to please them. And what I have observed for 30 years is that as we do that, the more we listen and conform to others, the more a hunger in us to be cared about and listened to in return develops. So if you're all listened uh, out to other people, it creates a huge, what I call, mirror neuron receptor deficit, meaning the ache to be mirrored. And this explains when someone is kind to you and they catch you off guard, 
often what happens is we cry with relief. And the reason we're crying is because in that moment of someone caring about us, we feel whole instead of alone. It also explains why we cry at tear-jerker movies. So if you think of the movie as good as it gets, when uh, uh, Jack Nichols, the famous scene with Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt, where Jack Nicholson is saying to Helen Hunt, uh, well, you know, I've been taking medication for my OCD, and Helen Hunt looks at him puzzling and says, so what? Why are you doing that? And Jack Nicholson says to, him, says to her, I'm doing it because you make me want to be a better man. And at that point, Helen Hunt goes from puzzled to just softened, and she smiles, her eyes tear up again, because think of that mirroring. And she said, I think that's about the best thing that anyone's ever said to me. Right, right. Now that's a very good example. It's, a very, it's, all, it's all empathy, and the, the neuron scenario and the monkey-see-monkey-do scenario makes a lot of sense in terms of why a person doesn't have to have blah, blah, blah come out of their mouth to feel like they're successful. Right, absolutely. And, and, and a lot of things, one of the other themes inside Just Listen is um, uh, you want to listen beyond people's venting, whining, complaining. Try not to take it between the eyes. Try not to take it personally. Because if you can just listen without reacting to all that stuff, they will exhale. And when they exhale, mean they'll, they'll emotionally relax and, they will, uh, and they'll be grateful. Uh, there's an anecdote in the book in which it, it took me a long time to get in front of this uh, CEO to get an appointment. And uh, I'm there, and I can tell in the first three minutes, <clears throat> the last thing he wants to do is be with me. He's looking agitated. He's looking annoyed. And I can be rather forthright and uh, blunt. And, and I say this to him. He's not even looking at me. And I say, and I say in this time, hey, how much time you got for me? And he looked at me startled. You don't say that to a CEO. And I thought he was going to throw me out. He said, what? And he was so startled. He said, what? Uh, and I said, yeah, check your schedule. How much time do you got for, this, for our interview? And I could see I had 30 seconds before he was going to throw me out. And, and he's looking, he's looking, uh, 20 minutes. And I said, here's the deal. We're into minute three. There's something much more important on your mind than meeting with me. I think what we'll have to say is worth your undivided attention. You can't give it to me because there's something on your mind. And so let's stop now. We can either reschedule it or you never have to see me again because I've been so rude. But do yourself a favor. Take the next 15 minutes and take care of whatever's on your mind. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to whoever you meet today. Take care of that. And he looked at me, and he was like a big footballer. And he looked at me, and he started to tear up. And I said to myself, oh, Mark, there you go. You know, you promised yourself you wouldn't make grown men cry outside in the business world. It's okay as a shrink. Just, you know, just don't do it in the well, business world. You know, I think, I think that's really great. I'm sorry I have to cut you off for the moment right now it's not because i don't want to listen it's because we have to take a commercial break but we're coming back with you dr mark goulston and we're going to talk more about you and just listen and everything else that goes on in your life so stand by we'll have more with dr mark goulston in a second I 
news, opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with the wonderful Dr. Mark Wilson, and we're talking about his book, Just Listen. Now, Mark, you wrote a number of other books, too. Am I right? Just I want to talk about them for a second so they get their fair airtime as well. Uh, yes, but let me finish. The, uh, there was an anecdote that let me. I have to get to the cliffhanger because we were talking about the power of listening and the power of getting people to not just vent but to exhale. So briefly, I was meeting with a CEO, and it was tough to meet with him. And uh, uh, he didn't want to be with me. And after three minutes, I confronted him and I said, uh, "Hey, how much time do you have for me?" He was about to throw me out of the office, uh, and he said why and I said I, I think what we're going to talk about is worth your undivided attention you can't give it to me because there's something on your mind which you need to take care of and, and at that point he started to cry and uh, he looked at me and he said you know um, you've known me for three minutes I'm very private and you know something the people 25 yards from us don't know and there is something on my mind my wife is having a biopsy and it looks like it's going to be awful and she told me, you know, uh, to go to work, uh, and she's stronger than me. And then he shook his shoulders like a St. Bernard coming in out of the rain, and he uh, 
and he centered himself and he said, you know, I'm not as strong as my wife, but I'm pretty strong. Uh, and uh, you've got my undivided attention and you've got your full 20 minutes. So that's well, an example go. of uh, listening uh, into what's going on with people. Now, a lot of people will say, well, you can do that. You're a psychiatrist and yada, yada, yada. I'll tell you, anyone can do it. All you have to do is come from a place of caring as opposed to selling. And if you come from a place of caring, and for instance, if you're with someone and they seem preoccupied, and you take a moment and put your sales pitch aside and say, hey, what's going on? And they might say, no, nothing. You can say, hey, come on, you know, we're all under stress. What is it? And if you say that, and, and if they don't get angry, often they're going to open up about something. You know, I'm worried about my, uh, my uh, spouse's health, or I'm worried about my kid. And then if you hear them through, what happens is it changes the conversation from a transaction to a relationship. And that's one of the reasons I have, I have relationships with some of the top CEOs in America. And, and I think it's because in each of them, they opened up. So, and anyone can do that. All it takes is caring about the person uh, and their well-being more than caring about making the sale. That's always the key to the gold, isn't it? I think it is. I think it is. Uh, what you were saying, uh, see, I caught you listening, Cindy, so I have to go back to the interview. So, so we're about to plug my other book, so I'll just mention <laughs> Yeah. Geez, well, I stopped good. you in your track, yeah. Cindy. That, that's good. Score one for the shrink. There but, you go. You uh, got one. There the you go. Just one. Point. Don't get greedy, Mark. Anyway, but my first, my first book was something called Get Out of Your Own Way, Overcoming Self-Defeating Behavior. And it, uh, uh, it was a bestseller. It's probably sold about 150,000 copies. It's in 10 languages. Uh, I'll give you an example about PR because I went and gave a training to Penguin Putnam about how to build relations with companies. What happened is a company called Bottom Line Personal, wonderful company, uh, the largest consumer newsletter in the country, and it really, it really synthesizes and then goes down to just giving wonderful information. And what happened is they did a summary of Get Out of Your Own Way, and it was brilliant. So I sent a uh, letter to the uh, uh, editor of Bottom Line, uh, a guy named Marty Edelston, terrific guy. And I said, do you think it's self-defeating to be jealous of how well something is written when it's written about you? And then I said, uh, you know, uh, I I'm reasonably clear at how I communicate, but i got to tell you, your writer, Janet Bailey, uh, made me sound smarter, wiser, and clearer than I am. And if she doesn't know how valuable she is to your company, I think you should let her know. Do so you picture that letter going out? Sure. What happens is three weeks later, and I didn't know bottom line personal. Now, now we're best of friends. Uh, I, I get a, a little call and says, Dr. Goulston, uh, this is just a fact check, but your ears should be burning. And I checked, and they weren't, but, you know, I, I listened. And she said, uh, that letter you sent to uh, Marty Edelston, he made a copy and sent it to everyone who works at our seven publications. And... Uh, your story on your book, Get Out of Your Own Way, is going to be in the January 1, 1999 issue. It's going to be the cover story, and it's going to be color-coded to your book. 
Wow. Because you made a relationship, well, not a yeah. contact. Because I think I took the time. Well, first of all, I was wowed. I mean, it really, it was a wonderful article. And, uh, uh, and I think I took the time to show some gratitude. And, you know, not too many of us really receive that. In fact, I think one of the things you wanted to mention that we should cover in this is in my book, Get Out of Your Own Way, uh, I talk, uh, excuse me, my book, Just Listen, I talk about something called a power thank you and then something even more powerful, which is a power apology. And a power thank you has three parts. You thank the other person for something they did. You uh, acknowledge the effort it took for them to do it. And you tell them what it personally meant to you. So let me demonstrate it. Um, you know, w- w- uh, and I want you to feel this, Cindy, even though we're both kind of uh, talking kind of with a certain head of steam. Uh, I want to thank you for uh, having me on today and giving me a full hour. Um, I know that stars of PR, I, you know, I may or may not be exactly, you know, your target expert, but I think the fact that you trusted that I might be able to bring value to your audience, uh, you know, means you took a risk. I mean, the last thing you want to do is have people on that do nothing for your audience, and I hope we're doing okay. You're doing great. Well, thank you. And then the third thing is, um, um, you know, you, sometimes you put stuff out there in the world. You know, you put your thoughts and ideas out there, and it's like your firstborn child. You hope it's intelligent and attractive, but you're afraid it's stupid and ugly. <laughs> right, right. And, and so the fact that we're having this conversation, and I hope it's going okay, uh, you know, it gives me kind of confidence to go on. And uh, something more powerful, though, than a power thank you is a power apology. Um, two months ago, I gave a presentation to 50 disabled veterans uh, in a, for an organization called VetFoundation.org. And they basically give these wonderful but disabled soldiers from recent wars kind of a new lease on life. And I was uh, one of two non-service people there in the whole uh, meeting, and I was the only psychiatrist. And one day I gave a presentation on post-traumatic stress disorder. That's another one of my books, PTSD for Dummies. And it went poorly. And some of the uh, soldiers came up to me and they said, uh, you know, nothing personal, Doc, but we don't like psychiatrists. And the reason we don't like them is because the people we see are psychiatric residents. They see us as part of their training in VA hospitals. It's clear they're not going to go on in their practice and see people like us. And they're rude. They answer their cell phone. Some of them chew gum. And then when we can't take it anymore and we get a little bit angry, they diagnose us as having an anger problem. And it just it just took my breath away. And so the second day I was speaking to them about how to develop relationships with their spouses back home, and we went through an exercise where they could give a power thank you to their spouses. And I, and I said, but something you might also want to do with your spouses is a power apology. And a power apology has three parts. You basically say to the other person what you did wrong. You acknowledge the effect it had on them. You say you're sorry. And then you say what you're going to do to correct it. So they're, uh, so they're looking at me, you know, because, you know, I, um, 
I'd struck out the day before. And this was the last part of my last presentation. And I looked at them and I paused and I said, I want to, I want to apologize to all of you for my profession. As I'm sitting here, each and every one of you has done much more for this country and much more for my, uh, I'm a bit emotional, much more for uh, my colleagues' ability to practice than any one of them have done. And you deserve better. And that's wrong. And what I'm going to do is uh, I write, I blog, I get on radio. I'm going to tell my profession, I'm going to tell whoever listened to me, you deserve better. And it needs to start now. And you deserve much better. Uh, it changed the room. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it did. And right at these emotional moments, I have to take a commercial break. But I think that your experience will resonate and we will revisit and pick up again after this commercial break, Mark. So stand by and we'll revisit the Power Apology and the wonderful experience that you had and that you allowed the vets to have. Stand by and we'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Stop wasting time. Get what you want. Live your dream life. The Dream Big Revolution. Imagine having more freedom, better health, more money, happiness. Could your business be more successful? Unless you're living the life you want, you're wasting precious time. Your life is too valuable to waste. Let Leanne Hilgers help you find health, wealth, and happiness. Listen in and live your dream life. Join the Dream Big Revolution. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on the 7th Wave Network. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Oh, my God. 
free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of PR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Dr. Mark Goulfin. And Mark, again, I want to apologize. The structure of the show dictates that I have to cut off after about 12 minutes of each segment. So um, I apologize for being rude if it appears that way. Is that a power apology? Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, accepted. Thank you. And uh, uh, not necessary, but thank you. Well, you're very, very welcome. I want to just um, say something that came up in the last segment where you had mentioned that doing a PR show might be a little off the beaten track for you, but not at all. I think that um, we are both in the communications business in the wide spectrum of things. And, you know, we have found as communications professionals, not simply just publicists, but communications professionals, that if we're not listening to what our clients have to say, we cannot appropriately package a message that would work on our client's best behalf. So I think one of the keys of excelling in the public relations, branding, marketing, publicity business is really how well you can listen. And, um, you know, we all are in this stereotypical profile of that all we do is talk, 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 but we don't. I mean, those of us that really listen to what our clients have to say are probably better equipped to get across a more impactful message. So they're kind of, our, our fields are very related, Mark. Well, I think something, well, thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, uh, something that uh, I try to help people to do um, is, is think beyond the sale to, you know, how do you turn your customer into a raving fan? So I was actually working with someone yesterday uh, who's a, uh, a production company, TV commercial production company, and, you know, about how to, how to represent himself. And, uh, and what we came up with is um, uh, it's a wonderful company, and I can mention it, uh, you know, he'd be okay with that. It's a PR firm. It's called Assembly Films. And what we came up with is rather than just thinking, well, we'll do commercials that will have people buy your brands, because um, he represents a stable of great directors, uh, I said, well, why don't we take it a step further? And we brainstormed together, and the brainstorm kind of resulted in, um, you know, we're going to create commercials that are uh, immediately downloaded to YouTube and sent out to a minimum of 250,000 people and then the, uh, the, the brand, the company that the ad's about is going to take them off the air you know, because they shouldn't have been stolen uh, but that's what you're going to do and, uh, and, but that's a powerful image uh, co- you know, compared to uh, well, you know, we hope it'll get your customers to buy and so I think if you think beyond uh, increasing sales, if you can get into the mind of the market, of your customers and clients, and if you can get into their mind and think of what is it that would cause them to be 
raving fans and then virally say to everyone they know, you know, you've you got to check out the new whatever, you know, the new iPad. You've got to check out the new such and such. And uh, so I, I think that involved just listening. It's listening beyond the transaction and to something greater. Uh, years ago, an African native came to Manhattan. Someone said to him, hey, what do you think of the place? And what he said is, they don't see the sky. And I think what he meant is they're so busy doing business, they don't see the opportunities. And I think as PR people uh, or marketing people, uh, I, I think it's up to us to, to have grander eyes and grander vision for our clients because often they're just hunkered down trying to just in- increase a few sales. I think that's true. So they should learn to not just only think of a sale too. <laughs> yeah, they need to think about they need to think about the experience of their client and customer. Uh, and it's not that difficult. I mean, when I do trainings in marketing or PR and emotional intelligence, uh, what I'll do is I'll listen from the audience. Uh, think of times in which you were wowed. I mean, just so wowed that. Um, uh, you couldn't believe the experience. And not only that, you had to share it with everyone. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and there's always some idiot in the audience that said, well, the first time I smoked marijuana, wow, I had to say, hey, want to wanna puff? Oh I said, God. come on, come on. You know, uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. and, and then people started sharing stories about when they were wowed. And then we drill down about what, what is common. There's something common to that wow. And I think part of what it is is, you know, you're expecting something, and suddenly something so exceeds your expectations. Um, and uh, actually one of the presentations I'm going to be making today is about, to service providers, about how do you wow your clients. And, again, I'm going to elicit from them um, uh, Forget about being a trusted advisor. Uh, uh, what what is a time in which your clients so respected you, not just for what you do, that they wanted your esteem? They didn't want to just give you business, but you became someone that they liked, and actually you they wanted you to think well of them. Does that make sense? I mean, if you can become that kind of person. You know your clients are, are are going to want more of you. No, absolutely. They'll you'll keep them in perpetuity. You get them hooked. Absolutely. And and not in a and you do it in a very um, soft, organic way, rather than you know beating a horse, so to speak. Yeah, I am very fortunate, and. and uh, I have one living mentor, and he's getting a little bit older, but, uh, and his name was Warren Bennis. Uh, Warren Bennis is the leading authority on leadership in the world. And, and I gotta tell you, you know, I've been going to some of the tributes to Warren, and he mentored David Gergen from CNN, he mentored Howard Schultz from Starbucks, he's advised four presidents. And when you go to, uh, uh, these tributes, he is beloved. And uh, so he's not just someone, um, you know, you, you, you want to have a conversation with. You want his esteem. And I'll give you an example. Talk about being soft. I, I went to one uh, tribute 
sue him not too long ago, and all these people spoke all these wonderful things about him. And he has this humble, understated, uh, sweet, but kind of in-your-face charm, and he gets up there, and the first thing he says is, you know, one of the greatest things about hearing so many people say nice things about you, you is it gives you something to live up to. Well, yeah, I think that's I think that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, well, listen, I know that the show is going by really fast. One of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, which is related to everything we're saying and marketing and psychology, and we could talk about it, you know, for the couple of minutes that we have at the end of this segment, and by way of introducing the next segment, and that's being different, not better how to brand and market yourself to break through the clutter. And I know that that's one of the things that, you know, you talk about a lot. And maybe you could give a brief introduction of the topic, and then we could continue after the next commercial break. Absolutely. Uh, Some friends of mine, Ike Krieger and Andrew Sokol, uh, I think you can go to SokolKrieger.com, S-O-K-O-L, Krieger.com. And I went to a wonderful workshop they did on marketing. And what they said is being... uh, uh, being uh, great is something. Being different is everything. And they gave an example uh, of a client, a dentist, who said uh, he now works ex- exclusively with men between the ages of 30 and 60. And so what happens is people would say, oh, you're going to miss out on everything else. Well, what happens is a man who's between 30 and 60 is probably going to go to him. And then if the person does an excellent job, you know, of course he'll see other people, but that's an example of being different, you know, as opposed to uh, just being better. Because everyone says they're better. And, uh, and, it, and, and everyone says, oh, I give superior service, or, or uh, you know, we give uh, specialized care. Well, that's, that's not different. And one of the things that I've done to differentiate myself, and it's, it's actually occurring since our last meeting, Cindy, is a what I realize is I'm a CEO connector. Uh, I connect CEOs who never would have met each other, ever, uh, to take advantage of an opportunity that never would have happened. And so a CEO connector is rather different, you know, than someone who coaches executives and whatever. And, uh, and what I didn't realize is uh, you know, uh, access is priceless. And to give one CEO access to another and then for me to stay on top of them so that they take advantage of the shared opportunity, that's different. No, I think that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, well, listen, I'm sure that you have more anecdotes that talk about being different, and we could talk about maybe um, public figures who have marketed themselves as different rather than better. Well, here's an example of a public figure. Uh, I think John McCain and Hillary Clinton lost the election. I don't think Obama won. And I think what it was is they seemed to be the same in terms of they were ungracious, they were bickering, they were defensive, and I think it, it showed poorly. And here they thought they were being better by being uh, adamant and telling you what they did and how bad the other person was. And I think by Obama uh, chuckling to himself... Boy, they're going up in flames. Uh, he was just by being showing a certain calmness. He was different. 
I think that's a really good example. Well, listen, let's take this last commercial break, Mark, and then we'll finish up wrapping up and summarizing all of the great things that we talked about today. Do not go away. Talk more to Dr. Mark Goulston, the author of Just Listen. Stand by after these commercials. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Money. We love it, we hate it, and everything in between. You can be the master of your life and your own economics. Join Professor Laurie Lamantia each week for the program Making Peace with Money. Laurie will help you realize the power to create fulfillment in your life and shed new light on your money madness. You'll learn how to make peace with money and feel the joy and freedom renewed in your life. Making Peace with Money is broadcast live every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back in our last segment with Dr. Mark Goulson. Mark, you've been wonderful. I want to sort of backtrack a little bit for those who might be tuning in right now. We've talked about the power apology, and we've talked about the power thank you, and we've talked about branding yourself to be different rather than, um, you know, not better. And I want to see if I, you wanted to go back and revisit any of these topics that we've discussed so far. 
Well, I think uh, the last one is a good one, which is uh, being different. I think what you need to ask yourself, put yourself in the shoes of your clients or customers and answer the question that they might ask, why you? And, um, and kind of drill down. Something that I suggest people do, by the way, uh, I have a, to advance your career and your success, is I often suggest that people try to drill down to where they think they are excellent, excellent as perceived by your customer or client, not by you thinking you're, you're such a smarty pants. And, uh, and then go to those clients or customers who you think perceive you as excellent because they've told you that. Go to them and say, I want to I pay for an hour of your time take you out to dinner, and often they'll say, what's this about? You could say, I want to meet with you, and I want to drill down what, what you think is so different about what I did because you've led me to believe that you've been pleased consistently, and I'm just here to be of service, and I don't know what to call that, and, and since this is about me, I want to pay you for your time. And then when you're with those people, by the way, and they're talking about what you've done for them, they're going to feel grateful. They're going to re-experience their gratitude towards you. And then with them, brainstorm about, well, what would be the best direction for what I do? I mean, what, what is it that, that that, where could that go? And often, they'll help you think of industries or directions or companies. And, and, and probably 30% of the time, because they're feeling, re-experiencing feeling grateful to you, they're going to say, let me make a call. And so identify your core of excellence and people who may see it that way. Reach out to them, distill what it is, and then brainstorm together where to direct it. Like one of my colleagues said that one of the things they thought that was excellent about me was not my speaking or writing. They said, you have an ability to speak the unsaid, that as soon as you say it, people immediately think, wow, that's what I was thinking and that helps clarify things. And what they told me is, you know, you really should aim yourself for mergers and acquisitions because they have to work and they've got a short period of time and there's a lot of unsaid stuff that really just gets people distracted. So that's one of the, uh, that's one of the areas I'm focusing in. Okay, well, it's, it makes everything memorable, doesn't it? Absolutely. And that's an important part of branding, PR, or getting through to people. Um, now, we have a couple of things that you and I had discussed for conversation possibilities, and I want to see where you want to go. And it could be in the area of recoupling, or it could be in the area of advice for the recession beaten, um, how to get back to business. So I'm going to let you choose what you want to talk about in the last six minutes or so. Uh, Look, I'm a, I was trained as a clinical psychiatrist. At my core, I'm still about trying to give hope and alleviating pain. So let's go for the recession-beaten people. Okay. I think one of the things you really should do is go out there and give back in the community. It's the last thing you want to do. But if you go out there and volunteer, uh, what will happen is you will feel classier about yourself. Uh, whereas if you just withdraw, feel depressed, feel sorry about yourself which we all do, uh, you're going to really feel that you don't even deserve to be successful because you're there being so self-absorbed and negative. And so find 
things where you can participate. If you feel I'm too depressed to make an ongoing commitment, go to Craigslist and find out, you know, one-offs where you can go and help for a weekend. But just go out there. And I'll tell you, you know, when someone in the outside world smiles at you and says, you know, thank you, and they say it honestly, uh, it, can, it can warm your heart and lift your spirits. Well, volunteerism as well, isn't that Absolutely. correct? Keeps you out there. If, you know, sometimes people get so focused on making the dollar, but you can't make the dollar unless you're out there connecting with people. And in the world of um, pro bono or volunteering, it's certainly a way to keep your name out there and to get introduced to people that might well indeed have a budget to hire you to do a gig. Exactly, and, and and part of it is you uh, you know you're you're also with people who are uplifted. I mean, because they're all there being generous. Now, if you want to be a little bit Machiavellian, you know, and there's certain companies you want to work for. You know, go see uh, what charities, the nonprofits or nonprofits that the CEOs are. You know, uh, big. Uh, uh, contributors to because you go to some of those events, there's a good chance you're going to run into that CEO, and then they're going to say, well, who are you? And you could say, well, I do this, I do such and such, but I saw this cause, and it spoke to me, and I just thought I'd come out and give a little help. So, uh, you know, you can you can be purposeful. It doesn't mean you're, just, you're being manipulative. You know, you can have a purpose uh, to where you go to volunteer. And, you know, just, and this is another point in making your, marketing yourself is different, um, not necessarily better. Because if you're sending out your resumes like crazy to a target list of CEOs who might be, you know, on, in your hiring wish list, um, you're just really kind of taking a hammer and banging it against the wall. If, you're, if you create a common bridge between you and the CEO, which is, you know, working for the same charity, you have a much better chance of getting to see him for job possibilities than just writing the resume where his assistant is probably just putting them into the trash file. Yeah, absolutely. And while we're talking about assistants, I think, you know, you can always get to the assistant of someone. And I can tell you, the bigger the CEO, the more beaten up the assistant. And they uh, they often don't have a life of their own. And I... Uh, uh, <laughs> I got through to a, a huge CEO, uh, who I can't mention. Uh, I called the assistant, and, uh, uh, and I said, you know, there's an article I'm writing that I thought your boss might like, and uh, I'm a psychiatrist, and, and she has a great sense of humor, and she says, boy, can we use someone like you around here? And I said, what? Take a deep breath. And she said, well, you work for someone like so-and-so. I mean, she was really outspoken and funny. And so uh, I said, look, I see crazy people every hour. <laughs> be okay. Take a deep breath, and then uh, it's actually in the book. And 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 she, I said, do you have a personal life? And I knew she didn't. She said, she said, let me tell you what my dog is. You know, my dog is a cement uh, German Shepherd. I can't have a real one. Uh, and you know what my dog's name is? I said, what? And she said, sit. <laughs> and so what I did is I wrote, I sent a letter to her boss, and I said. Uh, you know, hi, this is so-and-so, and, -so, and uh, uh, when I get rich and famous, one of the things I'm going to do is hire someone like your assistant, Jane, to protect me from people like me. And, uh, uh, and if she doesn't know how valuable she is because you're too busy focusing on the problem people in your life as opposed to the good people, uh, you're making a serious management mistake, and you should know better. 
Well, there you go. We were able to break through, and you know what? We're coming to the end of our show, Mark. Told you this goes really, really fast. Well, you know, you make me want to be a better guest. Well, then we'll have to have you on again. You baited me. (laughs) And you took it, kiddo. (laughs) I know, Mark. That's why I love our friendship. You're really great. Thank you for spending the hour with us, Dr. Mark Wilson. And he is the author of many, many, many books, but most recently, Just Listen, which we talked about a lot on our show. You want to give your website, Mark, just one more time? Yes, it's markgoulston.com, uh, M-A-R-K-G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N.com. Click on free resources. You'll get some exclusive stuff. Or visit me on the Huffington Post. I blog there. And uh, I, I welcome your listeners. Well, thank you so much for the hour. And you have a great weekend. And again, we'll have you on real soon. Everybody take care. Be safe. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. Bye.